Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop. Today, we're going to talk all about drinking demographics. Who drinks what and when? That's right. And uh, this one could get a little dry, so make sure you've got a drink with you to keep things nice and wet <laughs> when the content gets dry. And, yeah, saddle up. And I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. Who drinks what? Because not everybody drinks the same things. Mm, that's right. It uh, varies quite significantly based on where people are, how old they are, and what gender they are. And even what they earn. Yeah, absolutely. Because obviously a CEO is not going to drink moonshine and someone who is struggling to get by is not going to drink Drink the the latest and greatest craft beer, or a forty seven thousand dollar bottle of scotch. <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm not even sure a CEO would go that far. But who knows? That's what we're going to get into today. Indeed. So let's start on a broad scale by talking about what people are drinking in different countries. Hmm, that's a good place to start. Now, I have randomly selected ten different countries to yep. go through and give us some uh, some figures on because obviously we can't do all of them we we are trying to keep a certain it's length here 70 something countries i think some, something like that that's that's mm. a lot that's that's too much so 10 we've i've broken it down to 10 so for starters we'll go with the average alcohol consumption per person sounds good to in, me in those countries so this is liters of pure alcohol not standard drinks liters of pure alcohol per person, per country, per year. Which is going to sound like a lot of pure alcohol, but it's, yeah, spread out over a whole year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, we've got uh, the Congo at 3.9 litres, India at 4.6 litres, Botswana at 7.7 litres, the United States at 9 litres per person, Ireland at 10.9 litres per person, Australia with 12.6 litres per person, Russia with 14.5 litres per person, Lithuania with 16.2, and Belarus topping out the countries I pulled at 17.1 litres per person per year. That's that's incredible. That's more than uh, the stats that I found. But these this from alcohol.org, it's got Belarus at 14.4 litres but these stats could be from 2014 or 2015. Mm, and as... yeah, these figures I've got are from... They're from 2015 from the World Health Organization. Ah, yeah, this um, article from alcohol.org said the same thing, that they pulled a lot of their data from the World Health Organization, but probably possibly from a, from a previous year. Mm, and of course, we don't know where World Health Organization is getting their data, possibly a different place in every country. Beyond that per person, I um, I split the list down because obviously to go through 10 over and over and over, that's, that's too much and it's dull. So yeah. I, I broke that down to five for doing the individual types of drink. So okay. for beer 
as a percentage of population rather than number of liters, because number of liters is kind of boring. Percentage of population makes a bit more sense. So 50% of the alcohol consumed in America is beer, 44% in Australia, mm-hmm. 37.6% in Russia, 48.1% in Ireland, and just 6.8% of the alcohol consumed in India is beer. Wow, that's not much beer. That's not a lot of beer at all. Even though there's a pale ale named after India. Yeah, though it is British. Yeah, it's probably so it's probably the British drinking that 1% of the beer. Just yeah, the that, that, that 6.8% in India is probably all British expats, yeah. yeah. Who are, And that 6.8% is probably the amount of India that is British expats. Well, yeah. maybe not. We don't know. We haven't crushed those numbers. Don't quote us on that. <laughs> but uh, so for no, nothing really that is surprising there. I mean, I was a bit surprised that half of the alcohol consumed in America is beer. Yeah, well, no, that makes sense to me because beer is one of the most widely drunk drinks in the world. Mm, oh, well, that's true. It, it is. I mean, Ireland was no surprise at all that it's almost half. Mm, and, and Australia being such a huge percentage as well. Yeah, is is completely normal. But uh, the wine surprised me slightly in how little it is as, yeah. as a percentage. Only seventy three, only seventeen point three percent in the US. Not seventy, not seventy three, seventy three, seventeen point three. Only seventeen point three percent of alcohol consumed in the US is wine. Wow. Yeah. And twenty six point one percent in Ireland, which is actually more than I expected for for Ireland. Thirty six point seven percent in Australia mm. is is 36. wine. Yeah, well we export and produce a lot of wine because yeah. we've got some fantastic areas. Yes, for for anyone who's listened to our wine episodes, you'd know that Australia seems to be very fond of wine it produces. Mm. And uh, so thirty six point seven percent it still seems like a lot, but then uh, in Russia it's only eleven point four percent. Change in demographics mm. means they drink more vodka than it, than wine. Yeah, and uh, so in India, zero point one percent drink wine. Zero point one percent of alcohol consumed is wine, and spirits is where we get some surprises and some not really. Which is that thirty two point seven percent of alcohol consumed in America is spirits. Mm. Only twelve and a half percent in Australia, which surprised me actually. Mm. I, I thought we drank more spirits than that. Me too, but. Perhaps that's mostly because it's the teenagers drinking the spirits, drinking the um, vodka cocktails and whatnot. Mm, it, it could be. And when uh, when we break down the stats to age demographics later on, we'll be able to put a pin in that and know for sure. But yeah. the uh, in Ireland, 18.7% of consumed alcohol is spirits. And as you said about the Russians, lots of vodka, 51%. Drink the vodka. Drink drink spirits. And in India, 93.1% of consumed alcohol is spirits. Hmm. So what is the most widely consumed spirit in India, I wonder? Yeah, I'm, I would love to know what, what they are drinking in India that is considered to be a spirit and everybody is drinking it. Because I, I don't have that. I don't have that figure. I don't have that name. So the Indian alcohol market is growing at a rate of about 8.8% and is expected to reach, reach 16.8 billion litres of consumption by 2022. That's a lot of beer. That, that is. Or spirits. I mean, it's a big country, though, so I guess that, well, I mean, population-wise, it's a big country. Yeah. The, um, the popularity of wine and vodka is increasing, uh, but India is still the largest consumer of whiskey in the world, and it constitutes about 60% of the international market. 
Right, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that surprised me when I read that because I didn't pick India as a whiskey drinking nation. Yeah, no, you you don't really think of it. Admittedly, I don't think I ever really thought about India as drinking much alcohol at all. No, yeah, I, I guess all the Indians I've seen here were drinking beer. Yeah, well, same. Mm. I mean, they're usually at the cricket or something, and they're drinking yeah. a beer. Yeah, it's it's whiskey. Which explains that 93.1%. Yeah. But even though it's one of the largest consumers of alcohol in the world, per per capita, the alcohol consumption is quite low compared to Western countries. It's um, In 2016, it was estimated at about 150 mils per week, per year, whatever that ends up being. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... Um... Yeah, in our stats from the uh, stats from before, in our stats from the World Health Organization, it was about three percent. It or was something. yeah, it, it broke down to four point six liters of pure alcohol yeah. per per person per year, which is hardly anything. Which is hardly anything when you consider how large their population is. Mm. I mean, well, when you consider how large the population is, that's mm. a lot of. But beer. then, of course, that's that's or not alcohol. Our, that's not over the entire population though. That's only people over the age of. 15 or 16 I think mm. because obviously you're not going to you know count that among babies and toddlers and you know people who aren't of legal drinking age let's bring it away from away from India again because uh, I don't have particularly detailed statistics on uh, on anywhere but Australia funnily enough because at, in Australia it's easy to get detailed stats on Australia yeah Australia is pretty good with statistics they um we have a census that goes around every five years or so that can get pretty invasive if you don't want to tell everyone about everything. Yeah, so um, uh, the details I have on Australia are from the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, and they are from 2016. So yeah. they're quite recent statistics. Well, the the initial ones, I also ended up with some statistics from 2013 because I just couldn't get those particular details yep. as as recently. But right. um, but per person, per litre consumed, Australians consume on average 3.87 litres of beer every year, 3.64 litres of wine, 1.25 litres of spirits, 0.58 liters of pre-mixed drinks and 0.37 liters of cider. 0.58 liters of pre-mix. Now that that is um, <laughs> as the as an alcohol, as a pure alcohol amount, yeah. not as a total. No, but that makes perfect sense because of this silly alcopop tax law that came in, or yeah. alcopop tax that came in a number of years ago, and it would have pretty much ruined the um, premix industry. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, when I break it down to percentages, which is where things change up a little bit, and uh, this data let me go into more specific detail than I could on the per litre per person, but as percentage of alcohol consumed, mm. we get some really interesting figures in, right. in Australia. As a percentage of the total population that's old enough to consume alcohol, and I believe that's 16 plus that they did for these statistics. 34% of the alcohol consumed in Australia is bottled wine as as a total, mm. because obviously later I'll do um, 
I've also got statistics on male to female and age range, and it's the age range that gets really interesting. But right. for now, of the overall, though, 34% is, is bottled wine, 20% is full-strength beer, 15% if the alcohol consumed is bottled spirits and liquors, 7% is mid-strength beer, 6% is pre-mixed spirits in cans, 5% is pre-mixed spirits in bottles, 4% is low-strength beer, 3% is cask wine, 3% is cider... I'm just I'm impressed that three percent of people still actually drink cask wine. Yeah, well, cask wines are actually getting pretty nice though. All right. Well, there's there's right. some there's some decent Chateau de Cardboard out there now. <laughs> and one uh, percent is uh, fortified wine. Point five of a percent is homebrew, and everything else that doesn't fit any of those categories is also one percent. Mm. But uh, that that one percent of anything else seems to come up. In all of these stats, so let's just say that since all statistics are accurate to within plus or minus 1%, we can ignore that from now on, because it's probably just something they've pulled out of the air to cover themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so I did not think it would be that high on wine. I know we like our wine, and as a percentage of the entire population, and alcohol consumed by everybody in total, yeah, 34% for wine kind of seems about right. Yeah, and what did you say it was for beer? And for, well, for full strength beer, 20%. So if we total up all the beer percentages, the full strength, the mid strength, and the light, we end up with 31%. Really? Less than wine? Slightly less than wine of out of the total drinking age population. Huh. But that changes quite abruptly when we break it down to gender and age. Right, so overall... We've got more people drinking wine than beer and spirits. Mm. Yeah, overall. Not Well, not beer and spirits put together, but beer or spirits. Beer or spirits, yeah. But uh, when we split it to between men and women, though, we mm. find that bottled wine is... Um, 50% of women are drinking it. Bottled wine? Bottled wine. And only 19% of men. As opposed to wine in cans? Well, wine... Wine in casks, Wine sorry. in casks. Yeah, as opposed to wine in casks. Yeah, so... So 50% of the alcohol consumed by women is bottled wine. 19% of the alcohol consumed by men is bottled wine. Whereas when you get to full-strength beer, 34% of the alcohol consumed by men is full-strength beer, and only 6% for women. And for liquor, this is actually pretty even. 15% of the alcohol consumed by women is spirits and liquor, and 14% for men. Oh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean... It's sort of marketed as women drinking more al- would drink more cocktails, yeah. But um, and men would drink more spirits, neat. Mm, well, yeah. You, I, I suppose that, that's the stereotype, anyway. Yeah, yeah, more Bacardi and Coke and things like that for the ladies, and Scotch for men, or something like yeah. that, as as the or, stereotype. Or rum and Coke for the men. Yeah, but um, cocktails being. Usually have cocktails usually have a few spirits in them, not just the one shot. Yeah, yeah, very true. Mm. And uh, so, mid-strength beer, eleven uh, percent of um, of men of drinking men. So, yeah, so men of drinking age. Yeah, so men drink <laughs> mid-strength beer as eleven percent of what they're consuming. Yeah, whereas uh, only two percent of the alcohol consumed by women is mid-strength beer. Yeah, so there's a quite clear difference between beer 
and wine and spirit consumption. Well, not so much, as you said, not so much spirit consumption, mm. but beer and wine consumption in men and women. Yeah, though when you get to the premixes, it, it gets a little more interesting. Because uh, premix cans, mm. 7% of the alcohol consumed by men is premixed cans. Really? But uh, 5% of the alcohol consumed by women is premixed cans. Okay. And what about premixed bottles? Well, that's where it gets interesting. 8% for women, but only 2% for men. Right. So if I remember correctly, things like vodka cruises and Bacardi breezes and... They come in a bottle. They, they come yes, in they bottles. Yep. And, and the uh, Bundy and Coke... But it comes in a can. Comes in a can. Yep. Or Woodstock and Coke. Comes in a can, yeah. I mean, you can get like a Jack and Cola in a can, but you can buy a 10-pack of the... I mean, you can get it in a bottle, mm. but you can buy a 10-pack of the cans for like 40 bucks. And if you're buying premixes... Yeah. That, I guess, is the go-to for guys versus the slightly more exorbitant prices you pay for a six-pack of Jack and Cola bottles. Or um, a four-pack of the Vodka Cruises. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And uh, so cask wine, 2% of alcohol consumed by men. Two? And 4% for women. Huh. I wonder why that is. Yeah, the the... The difference between the amounts isn't as marked in cask wine as it is with bottled wine. And yeah, that is interesting well, because... Well, 2%, 2% to 4%. 2% to 4% yeah, versus... Yeah, that's double. Yeah, but versus 50% to 19%, which is that's, more than double. Uh, you're right, that is more than double. Mm. Perhaps it's... I don't know, I'm speculating here. Enter the speculation zone. Uh, it, yeah, it just could be because women drink more wine on average, and if people are that desperate to get their wine fix, then it's more likely to be a uh, a female than a, a male. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense to me. Mm. So uh, when we come down to cider. 2% of the alcohol consumed by men is cider, just like with cask wine. Mm. And in fact, 4% for women. The cider consumption is exactly the same between men and women as cask wine. Interesting. Because cider is much nicer to drink than cask wine. Yeah. Much, much nicer. Though, as I've said, cask wine is improving. There, yeah. there are some expensive cask wines now. Okay. Like ones where you'll pay more than $10 for four liters. Like there's some expensive <laughs> cask wines out there. Mm. But uh, but usually it's pretty cheap and nasty. Yeah. And when I buy, when I buy cask wine, it's for cooking. Yeah, and it's great for that too. Mm. But then uh, something that came as a bit of a surprise for me, but I guess it shouldn't have because of the existence of sherry, is that fortified wines it's a one percent for men and two percent for women. Well, that makes sense because, well, because you've got your sweet dessert fortified wines. Stereotypically speaking. Yeah. It makes sense Be- from a... Um, yeah. From a women prefer sweet things perspective. Yes. Which yeah. isn't always the case, but um, it's just the stats and I'm going from stereotypes. Yeah, and obviously we're going to speculate for, yeah. for the statistics and where they came from. And I'd love you guys... To- and girls to prove me wrong. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to. Wrong. We'd love to hear from you about your perspective on these statistics. If we get enough feedback, we could do an entire episode on your feedback on the statistics that we gave you in this episode. Yeah, tell us your favorite drinks and why you love drinking that drink. And yeah, we should make an episode on it. 
Yeah, we'd we'd love to do that. Yeah. And, uh, so the final thing in the men and women is uh, homebrew beer, where one percent of the alcohol consumed by men is homebrew, mm. and point one percent consumed by women is homebrew. So, the, <laughs> so there's the guys that drink, guys that make and drink the homebrew, and they're probably their partners. Yeah, <laughs> and they only drink it sometimes. They prefer something else. They'd rather drink something else. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about um, age demographics. Yes, let's talk about age demographics. It but, does. Uh, it gets really interesting here. So I've I've got mm. age stats from uh, fourteen right through to seventy plus. Mm. Well, um, let let's start. Let's start at the bottom. Let's start young, because. Teenagers and alcoholism is a, a huge problem, or it's becoming a bigger problem. Um, I'm starting to hear of a lot more teenagers just drinking themselves silly because they're stressed out of their minds, trying to compete in a world that, or in a society that's too tough for them, that doesn't explain things properly. Yeah, and uh, interestingly enough, that lack of explanation does very much come through to to alcohol and when we look at the statistics we see that they also don't really understand what they're drinking mm. which would explain why they're drinking what they're drinking yeah because um yeah in in the age bracket of 14 to 17 which is your not actually legal to buy alcohol yet age bracket ooh which shouldn't even be drinking which, at all yeah shouldn't even be drinking but uh, 8% of them are drinking bottled wine and wow. uh, 16% are drinking full-strength beer, 15% are drinking spirits or liqueur, 5% are drinking mid-strength beer, and here's where we get to the they don't really know, so they're just tossing a coin sort of thing, 22% drinking premixed cans, 23% drinking premixed bottles. And those are the two largest. Then you get 3% on low-strength beer, 3% on cask wine, 4% on cider, and they don't even show up in fortified or homebrew. Mm. Wow. So it's mostly, it looks from the data like they're saying, what's going to get me fucked up fastest? Yeah. We, and that makes sense because uh, for teenagers, there's a, they have a, an increased risk of developing an alcohol use disorder. Uh, teenage brains are still relatively in relatively early stages of development, compelling young men and women to act more impulsively, and to test boundaries of safe and acceptable behavior. I'm, I'm reading directly from this article here, but it, the, the point stands. Like, it's a good quote because it, tell, it says that they, that, as you said before, they don't really know what they're doing. They, they're drinking to get fucked up. Yeah. Which is a shame because we need to educate them on how this drink actually affects them. And, and I suppose on... I suppose it's true with everything. If <laughs> that when when you're young, you don't really understand how your action, how the other side of of what your actions do, the consequences yeah. that your actions cause. And it, it's not until they get older that they start drinking things because they prefer that drink for the flavor and the experience of it mm. than for the effect. The alcohol. Yeah. What What's going to get me the most alcohol per cent, per dollar? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
which bang for their buck, as it were. Yeah, which admittedly does make it surprising that only three percent of the alcohol they consume is cask wine, because I always considered that to be pretty decent bang for buck. Like you can get mm. ten liters of it for, you yeah, know, I don't know how much, but ten liters. I haven't seen it in ten liter bottle ten? or casks, uh, but I've I've seen heaps of four liters. Uh, yeah, that, I'm probably thinking four for ten rather than ten for four, four for yeah. ten. Yeah, four liters of wine. Mm. At thirteen ish percent, oh. yeah. So with a with a seven hundred ml bottle, usually working out to about seven, seven. standards. Yeah, so then five. That's five bo- five and a half bottles ish, mm, or, or thereabouts. Yeah. Mm. So you're looking at about forty standards. Yeah. In for, in a cask, for ten dollars for ten dollars. So Ooh. that's that's where we we know that they're young because they haven't done the math. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's true, but. They're drinking beer because that's part of the culture. They, they yeah. see their parents drink beer. They see their parents drink wine out of bottles. They, you know, they're drinking what their friends are drinking. They're drinking what tastes nice, even if it is vastly ex- more expensive than mixing it, buying and mixing it yourself, but they can't buy, so... Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, when you, when you mix together the figures for full-strength beer, mid-strength beer... And low strength beer, it does pretty much balance out to being the same sort of numbers as you get on the premix cans and the premix bottle. Yeah, which is yeah, those are the those are the three things they're drinking the most. But once we push it up to legal drinking age in the bracket of eighteen to twenty four, the the figures change. Like you you get that twelve percent in that bracket are drinking bottled wine <laughs> instead of the eight percent in the previous bracket. Right. And 24% are drinking full-strength beer. 22% are drinking spirits and liqueurs. Right. 5% still are drinking mid-strength beers. Yeah. And uh, 14% drinking premix cans, down from the 22. Mm. 13% on your premix bottles, uh, down from 23. Only 1% drinking low-strength beer. 0.6% drinking cask wine. And 7% drinking cider. Yeah. I would say that's all about those changes in statistics is all about access because yeah. once they're once they've grown up they can get whatever they want to get yeah and they can choose th- they will they will buy stuff that tastes a little bit nicer because they they can be a little more picky yeah in and, what they're uh, in what they're drinking the the interesting bit is that in the 18 to 24 bracket half of a percent are choosing to drink fortified wine 18 percent uh, half a percent half a percent yeah, in the eighteen to twenty-four bracket, mm. half a percent are choosing yeah. fortified wine. Fortified wine is nice. Like, it is port is really nice. I haven't had port in a while, actually. I might go get a bottle, but it's not necessarily good value for money. And it's not really something you associate with young people. No, and because it's like a really uh, a potent drink, it's it'll it's more likely to give you a hangover. You know, and you can't drink it quickly. No. Which is the other thing that young people seem to look for these days. Mm. Like in the eighteen to twenty four bracket, they're what... still drinking a lot of the things that go down easy, like full strength beer and spirits. It's just that they're drinking spirits and liqueurs by themselves rather than as a premix. Yeah, because it's cheaper and they're buying it themselves, and they're not telling somebody go and get me the cheapest pack of you know coolers or something. Yeah. Uh, once we hit the 25 to 29 bracket, we get 26% drinking bottled wine, 27% drinking full-strength beer, 17% on bottled spirits and liqueurs, 
6% on mid-strength beer, so that goes up ever so slightly as the age mm. increases. Drinking, start, They're starting to drink for the the social aspects of, but or using drinking as a social lubricant more than just getting fucked up. Yeah, and um, that's really evident in that only 8% drink premixed cans. Yeah. At that point, 6% drinking premixed bottles. 2% on low-strength beer, so still people are avoiding that. And uh, less than 1%, 0.9% drinking cask wine in the 25 to 29 age bracket. 6% drinking cider. And in fact, based on the data, the highest figures for consumption of cider are the 7% in the 18 to 24 bracket and the 6% in the 25 to 29 bracket. All the other figures are quite low. And only 0.3% in the 25 to 29 bracket drink fortified wine. Well, it's still hot. Still tiny. It's 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 still something, I yeah. guess. But but yeah, it's it's very low. But if we talk specifically about bottled wine, what is interesting is that in the thirty to thirty nine bracket it climbs to thirty two percent. In the forty to forty nine bracket it climbs to thirty eight percent. In the fifty to fifty nine bracket it climbs to forty five percent. And in the sixty to sixty nine bracket it climbs again to forty six percent of people drinking bottled wine. Hmm. But then you hit the seventy plus bracket and it drops to forty one percent. But that's still higher than any, you know, so between the ages, so 50 plus are consuming more bottled wine than any other age bracket. Wine strikes me as an older person drink, even mm. though I'm nearly 30 well, myself. Yeah, you, it's, it's, it's something where the appreciation comes with knowledge mm. and knowledge comes with time. Yeah, and you don't really, you can't really pick that nuance in flavor when you haven't had that experience. It's a... It's it's a challenge to taste the difference between one one wine to another when you've only had three glasses of wine in your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when uh, when we move on to to beer, to full strength beer specifically, mm. it basically reaches its zenith in the thirty to thirty nine bracket, mm. where between the in the twenty five to twenty nine and the thirty to thirty nine bracket, it's at twenty seven percent in both of those. And that's the highest it gets in any age bracket. Right. That's the most popular that full-strength beer is. and So pe- people are gradually transitioning from beer to wine. <laughs> yeah, they gradually <laughs> transition across from full-strength beer to wine. Wow. And uh, the bottled spirits are also at their most popular in... Well, they're at their most popular in the 18 to 29 bracket. Yeah, that, the, that doesn't surprise yeah. me in the least. <laughs> but in the 30 to 39 bracket, you've still got 15% of people drinking bottled spirits. And then 8% on mid-strength beer, 6% drinking premixed cans, 4% drinking premixed bottles, 2% drinking low-strength beer. Literally, low-strength beer never gets popular. I'm going to try and... Because we've really rattled on for a long time about these statistics. Yeah, there's a lot of stats there. Yeah, I'm going to try and compress this up a bit to say that low-strength beer hits its most popular at 9% in the 60 to 69 age bracket. No, sorry, no, 10% in the 70 plus percent in the 70 plus age bracket. Jeez. That is its most popular. <laughs> Cask wine, 10% in the 70 plus age bracket. That's its most popular. Yeah, I feel like old people just don't give a shit anymore. They'll just do whatever they feel like it. Yeah. I mean, I've I've known some, you know, people in the seventy plus bracket who have a nightcap of a of a sherry or something every mm. night. They'll have a port or a sherry before they go to bed. Yeah, my parents used to do the same. Well, when I was living with them, I noticed that they had a a sherry or a, a dad would have a beer after work. I don't know about oh, nightcap is different to that though. 
it's a nightcap is when you have a shot before bed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like straight before bed, and that's. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it'll help me get to sleep. Just a wee bit of sherry. <laughs> just a wee dram. Yeah, just a just a wee dram of sherry or port or something. Yeah. But um, well, yeah. The, the sugar mightn't help with that, but the alcohol will help you relax a little. Oh, of course, that's yeah. So cask wines, ten percent mm. at their most popular in that bracket, and yeah, fortified wine, five percent. It's its most popular in the seventy plus bracket, like we said. Yeah. And low strength beer and premixes, I've already said, are at their most popular. In the 18 to 29 bracket. Or, no, sorry, in the 14 to 29 bracket. 14 to 29? Yeah, so 14 to 17 is the most popular. For? For premix both bottles and cans. Mm. And then it drops in the 18 to 24 bracket, and it drops again in the 25 to 29, and it just keeps on dropping yeah. until in the 70 plus bracket, you've got premix cans at 0.7% and premix bottles at 0.5%. Hmm. of consumed alcohol. I wonder if that's because it's so close to soft drink and as people get older, they they don't want to drink soft drink all the time. They want to have something with a bit more nuance. Because that, that's pretty much why I'm drinking a craft beer right now. It's got a hell of a lot more nuance than a, a Smirnoff double, double Black. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a Smirnoff Double Black is pleasant, Yeah, but it's not complex. No, it's lemonade and water. Yeah. <laughs> well, lemonade and alcohol, sorry. Yeah, and, and alcohol, yeah. And uh, I suppose to that extent, it explains that across the board, bottled spirits and liqueur actually remain relatively consistent across every age bracket, with the exception of a slight variant in the 18 to 24 bracket, with your 22%, it never drops below 10%. The lowest it gets to is 11% in the 60 to 69 bracket. That's a lot of stats. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't melt your brain like mine started doing towards the end. Yeah, it it, it got a little dry and we, we thought it would, but yeah. hopefully it's it's useful for you to think about what am I drinking, how does that compare to what everyone else is drinking, and if you can tell us what you are specifically drinking, as we said earlier in the episode, mm. we'd love to know because we'd love to do an episode about it. Yeah. I was I was trying to keep this not stat heavy, but... It's it's hard it's not a challenge, to yeah. with with demographics because the easiest way to speak to demographics is hard data. But um, if you send us stuff, then we can do it again with some less dry things. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll make an episode on what our listeners drink because I'm curious to know. You can let us know by sending us an email to a good drop at gmail dot com, or you could send us a message on Facebook. Uh, we are a good drop podcast. Yeah, and if you like what you heard, um, give us a, a nice five star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, yeah. Follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts or your favorite RSS feed. Yeah, or your favorite podcast app. And um, if you just want to listen to one or two episodes here and there, go check out our website. It's a good drop.com.au. And uh, as always, the best way for us to get new listeners is if you tell people that they should listen. And if you tell people to listen to us and they listen to us and they tell us stuff, then we've got more stuff to tell to you. Yeah. Uh, spread the news, share the love, and until next time. Oh, what are we talking about next time? So for our next episode, we will be talking about Star Wars. Star Wars. Winter Bathtub Gin. Yeah, we decided to go for something specific this time because it's a 
something it's something that you'll find out next episode i was going to give something away but we'll uh we'll save save it all for the next episode it's yeah. gin it looks absolutely fantastic i haven't tried it yet i also haven't tried it yet i'm i'm excited we'll uh we'll tell you all about it uh if you want a, a sneak preview check out the star Wars website also th- this is not a sponsored episode i it's just that i bought a bottle of this and i'm excited to taste it and talk about it so yeah we'll see you again in a week until then cheers cheers <laughs>